Hello, Cinema is back and the DCM podcast is back. What a time to be alive. My name is Tom Linnae and for this first podcast of 2021, I'm joined by Sharon Reed, Director of Marketing and Partnerships at Cinema First. Hi Sharon, how are you? Hey Tom, I'm really good and delighted to be here today. I'm delighted you're here as well. Hey, the excitement is mounting. So before we get onto our chat, I just thought I'd let the listeners know that cinemas are reopening across the UK and the first couple of weeks have been hugely encouraging. Peter Rabbit 2 has proved a big draw and has already grossed well over £10 million at the UK box office. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It and Cruella are performing well too, while A Quiet Place Part 2 is out this weekend. And if its performance in the US is anything to go by, we can expect some impressive numbers here too. It's all very exciting, isn't it, Sharon? So exciting and well-deserved, and I just want people to get back to the cinema as quickly as possible. There's just so much. Yeah, there is so much. Just to let you know, on the on June the 18th, in a couple of weeks, you can see In the Heights. Well, actually, next weekend, you can see The Father and the Hopkins' uh, Oscar-winning performance. Then the following weekend, we've got In the Heights, the big screen adaptation of Lin-Manuel Miranda's musical. And then on June 24th, you can see Fast and Furious 9. And then Black Widow follows shortly after that. So the big movies are coming thick and fast. So for those who don't know, Sharon, tell us a little bit about who Cinema First are and what they do. Okay, Tom. Well, Cinema First is probably not a company that many people have heard of. um, And actually, our job is around sitting in the background, working to nurture healthy attitudes to going to the cinema, getting people to go to the cinema more regularly. That's what we want to do. So who makes up Cinema First? So Cinema First is really interesting. It's comprised of um, a group of people that sort of uh, show the films, the exhibitors, and a group of people that make the films, um, studios and distributors. Uh, And actually we all sit happily and talk about plans about what we can do to make sure that we have healthy cinema-going habits, great debates about what we can do in terms of marketing initiatives, uh, and really what we can do to make sure that we add enormous value to the overall experience of cinema going. And how does your role fit into that? So I kind of wear a couple of hats, which is ironic if you know me, because I very rarely wear hats. I've got a very large head. I can confirm uh, that Sharon is not wearing I'm a not, hat. I've got quite a large head. But in my day job, uh, I work for Cinema First, and my job is really to manage the industry partnership with Compare the Market. And you may have seen them, those lovely little meerkats, those little meerkats. But actually, because of lockdown and what happened in March 2020, and I can't believe we're 18 months on now, we kind of had to have a revised focus about what we wanted to do. And what we wanted to do was actually to say, right, we kind of need to keep that kind of the pulsing heartbeat of cinema alive. We need to make sure that people are aware that there will be great things to look forward to. And we wanted to remind people what what cinema was all about, really. So our job and my job has been about mobilising a cross-functional, cross-industry team to make sure that cinema stays in hearts and minds. So the last 18 months, as you've touched on, has been incredibly challenging for everyone and the cinema industry has been hit very hard in that time. What have been the biggest challenges that you've faced? The challenges have been, I don't know if they're special to me, uh, the biggest challenges, I think, from a working point of view is that actually we work with the most amazing visual content and actually it's in our DNA to go to the cinema. So actually, I think we've had to have we've had to look at how people's behaviours have changed in that interim. So instead of being able to go to the cinema, people have had to 
because they had no other choice, stay at home and watch content and consume content at home, which I think is a very different set of behaviours than going to a cinema. So I think that was the first thing. We didn't understand how permanent those changes in behaviour would be and what potentially the long-term impact would be on cinema going itself. So I think that's been one challenge. The other challenge, I think, has just been because nobody knew the trajectory of this pandemic and how long it might take and you know it's the are we there yet scenario we you know we saw a lot of movement in the slate you know in terms of the number of titles being released Uh, and last year was a, a very difficult year because we were expecting amazing titles to be released and they just didn't have the opportunity to be released at that moment because cinemas were open and 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 so that was that was very difficult the other thing I think that was difficult was that you aren't able to really get together and plan and work in the ways that you normally have done. You have to think of different ways of working, different ways of consulting, different ways of planning. And that took a little bit of adjusting and took a little bit more time, but we got there. So we'll get into the research that's been done recently okay. by Cinema First and in conjunction with Metrics Labs. Mm-hmm. But just before we do that, Give us a bit of a background and insight into how you got into this role and what is your background in the industry and what do you love about the industry? Okay, so I joined this industry. I've been in post around four years now and I can't believe how quickly that four years has gone. And my background, I'm a marketeer. I kind of love that whole nuts and bolts of how we can prompt people to do things without them knowing that they're being prompted. And I really like the under the kind of psychology behind that. I came from a telecoms background for many years uh, with responsibility for digital loyalty and customer retention programs. So very customer centric person. And in my last role, I was responsible for managing uh, film partnerships to feed the, our digital loyalty platform, uh, which was called Priority, which was fantastic. And I think it's just a moment when there are the alignment of the stars. Uh, uh, this role came up. I just thought, oh, that looks really interesting. I will get to work with some of the people that I've already worked with uh, on the other side of the, of the pond or the table, um, but actually put a stamp on a role that I think will really support my personality and my own personal objectives. So I joined, I, jo- I made the leap. It was a fantastic career move for me, um, quite autonomous. But, you know, we are we are kind of small and perfectly formed at Cinema First. And by that, I mean, there's me. But I have the interesting position of working for two bosses. I, I work for, I report as the CEO of the uh, FDA, the Film Distributors Association. I also report into the CEO of the UK Cinema Association. So so that's Andy Lation and Phil Clapp. Phil Clapp, two titans. Titans, leaders, <laughs> legends. Uh, yes, two titans. Um, and And it's a really interesting role. I think the thing that makes it amazing is that we we work very collaboratively. I am quite agnostic. And by that, I mean, I'm, I'm not in exhibitional distribution. I sit sort of across the top of them. Um, I, I try not to take sides. I try to be quite impartial. And I'll, actually, our end game is around really getting people to go to the cinema. And, and actually, that's why we all work so brilliantly together. So have you always been a big film fan? Yes. Please don't ask me my favourite film. I wasn't going to because I hate that question. Do you? Thank God. Yeah. I can't answer that question because depending on my mood and the day, I think I've got a different a favourite film for every genre, if that makes sense. Yeah, so it does make sense. I'm kind of like that. Same with music. So we'll talk about the research that's recently been done with Metrics Labs. What was the thinking behind the research and 
when did you first do it? Because I know this is not the first iteration of it, is it? No, it's not the first iteration. We've done a number of iterations of the Metrics Lab research, um, and we started it actually in May 2020. And I think we started it from a really good place and a very sensible place. I think we wanted to be insight-led. And we realised that actually for all of us working in this sector, we are not typical cinema goers. Uh, we wanted you know, to understand how people out there were feeling. I mean, the pandemic literally changed everybody's world overnight. So I think we started from the supposition that we, we wanted to understand how people felt. You know, what do they feel about the pandemic? And actually understanding how the pandemic might have changed their thinking around going to cinemas and returning to cinemas. Um, and we also wanted to understand which groups would come back to cinemas more quickly, more readily. So that was our starting point. And I think if we understood the who and the what, we could then work out what type of messages we'd need to ultimately communicate to people effectively to reassure them that cinemas were both welcoming and safe spaces for them to relax in. And that's the other thing. Cinemas are relaxing spaces. That's why you go to the cinema, to be immersed in this amazing space. And we wanted to make sure that we addressed any concerns that cinema goers might have about going to cinemas. And of course, the big thing was then about COVID was... What does it mean? Can I get infected? How safe will I be? How will I know what safety measures have been put in place? What do I need to do when I go to the cinema? What might I expect from the visit? So we wanted to understand. So very, very quickly, we became very insight-led. It wasn't about, let's make an assumption. We weren't in that position. Let's use the insights to govern what our activities will be going forward once cinemas are allowed to reopen. So let's talk through some of the key findings. Does it show that people are more keen than ever to get back to the cinema? So I said to you we started the uh, tracking um, survey in May 2020. We're now up to wave nine. Uh, so, you know, we've done a fair few of these. And I think what the last wave, uh, which came out a few weeks ago, showed was that urgency to return to cinema is at an all-time high. Happy days. And actually, we've identified that, you know, 38, yeah, around 38% of people are planning to return within the first month of cinemas reopening and another 34% within the first few months of reopening. So that's really, really good. And that's been backed up, you would think, by the box office and emissions numbers we've seen over the first couple of weeks. Definitely. Last year, last June, when we did this tracking uh, sentiment, sentiment was 27% said they would come back. So there's a real marked increase. And I think you're right. People have voted with their box office admissions and paid their tickets. And we've seen we've seen the fruits of that. Have we seen any interesting differences by demographics in terms of their views on cinema and desire to return across stages of the pandemic? Because last year, when cinemas reopened, we saw that it was predominantly younger audiences wanting to go back, 16 to 34s, who were probably less at risk in the, from the pandemic. And obviously now we're in a very different stage. Uh, have we seen differences in that? To be honest, Tom, we've seen a level of consistency there. The, the three audiences or, or key demographics that highlighted they wanted to come back last year are still the same. So they are still the teens, the young adults and the families with young children. Has anything particularly surprised you about the research done over the last year? I think for me what surprised me is that young audiences, the young cinema goers have, have definitely had a thing that says do you know what? we know that Covid's out there and we've, we've been back to cinemas in the interim and we think they're safe and we're not really bothered about the vaccine. 
What's interesting, though, and I think that's one thing that we we shouldn't understate, people are aware of a number of different things, and these things affect going to the cinema. So the things that they're aware of are they're aware of the wider general messaging around COVID, yeah? So the government, you only have to look on the, the TV, look in the press, listen to the radio. There are always ads on about COVID. Yeah? So people are aware about that in the, in the generality. They're also aware about what's happening in their local communities. Okay? They understand what the R rate is, the death rate, the, the rollout of the, the, the vaccination. They understand all that. They understand it and they expect those things to be kept under control. But if we get the messaging right around safety, people will come back to cinemas because actually we haven't had any cases of COVID being in, in any cinemas, which is fantastic. Around the world. That's Around the world. In the UK, yeah. That is amazing. And we've also invested a great deal of time in making sure that cinemas are safe spaces. So you walk into a cinema environment, it is very clear just in terms of the, the walkways and how we want the flow of customers to go. Great, that's safe. Hand sanitization stations, fantastic. Contactless payments, great. Clear signage in bathroom areas and, and, and communal areas. So actually people do feel quite reassured and actually think, yeah, I'm here now. I've done my bit. Interestingly, though, young audiences, teens in particular, let's say, they are the people that are going to receive their vaccination at the later part of the government rollout plan. So actually they feel quite confident with the measures that are in place and they, they're happy to come back. In the most recent wave of the research, I know you asked people about their awareness of the upcoming slate. Were you surprised by the results? I noticed that awareness of some of the big titles was quite low. We had a supposition that it might be quite low. And when we did the last wave of tracking, it was low. And I think there's a, there's a reason for that. The whole wonderful marketing machines of, of all the film studios have just been turned off for 18 months. So there's been no visibility there's been no new releases. There's been nothing to promote. So people are just... No trailers at no the cinema. Trailers, no trailers. Nothing on the side of buses. Um, nothing, no ads in, in, in newspapers. And I think that just has a massive knock-on effect. So no, we weren't surprised by that. But what it did do is make us aware that actually we need to be very clear in our messaging around what is coming up and when. Because, of course, there have been a lot of movements on the slate. And so whilst people might know that Fast and Furious 9 is coming out, they may not know when because it's had a number of, of date changes. So we weren't surprised. And I think it gave us real food uh, and ammunition to make sure we get our messaging very, very clear. Do you know what films people were most looking forward to? We tried to have unprompted responses because it's more useful and relevant for us. Um, so people quoted things like Peter Rabbit, Fast and Furious... Bond coming later down the line, as you as you may may hope has, and expect. It has had so much press. This Bond has so it? much press. I think what's been interesting in this wave, in this current situation we find ourselves, is that people that maybe would have gone to cinema once in a three or four month period are now looking to go maybe more frequently, and that's what we're looking to test. Will people be looking to go more frequently because we've got this unbelievable chain of releases coming down the line, and actually people are going to be much more at home in the next few months because travel is severely impacted. As in, in the UK? In the UK. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see frequency increase. We would hope. So the pandemic has brought together lots of cross-industry work and collaboration, and that's what Cinema First does anyway. Yeah. Do you think it's a positive of the pandemic for the industry that it has strengthened how different parties work together? I think it has been a tremendous positive. Everyone has had the same 
shared objective. Let's keep cinema alive. Let's get people back to cinemas when they are reopened. So that's been a unifying objective for all of us. Um, and last year, you might remember, Tom, that we went we went out with our Cinema Is, is, is Back campaign, uh, our Love Cinema campaign, which was phenomenal, which was this kind of evocation of the emotions that come from going to the cinema, the memories that, that are built up and shared and this amazing experience. Um, we, we could never have known last, last August that actually would have gone into another wide-ranging lockdown this year, but it was the right time when we did it last year. So let's talk a little bit about that Love Cinema mm. campaign. So that was launched last July to help to last aid August, the reopening. Last August, just before, just before the release of Tenet, yes. What lessons did you learn from that campaign and how it went last year? We learned we learned that actually people ha- well we knew people had missed cinema uh, and we knew uh, that people that had you know amazing memories that had been built from being in cinemas. What we learned though was that actually we launched the campaign because cinemas were opening and it was the right thing to do. However, we suffered slightly because a lot of the a lot of the content that was listed in our that beautiful piece of AV actually subsequently wasn't released and actually is about to be released this year. So we, what we did was we built up the awareness and the hype to want to go and see content, but unfortunately we then didn't have new content, new releases for people to see. That was the, the slight downside at that moment. You're launching a new campaign this summer? We are. It's actually in market now. Cinema is back. Can you tell us a bit about that? So we wanted, uh, in the light of the tracking research and the fact that people were ready and, and actually pent up demand is at its highest it's ever been to come back to cinemas, we wanted to launch a campaign that really was around telling people that actually cinemas are open and we can't wait to welcome you back want to be really, really simple and clear in our messaging. So the campaign launched on the 31st of May, so last week, and it is a partnership with um, some of our media partners, so Global and Bauer, uh, and it will consist of radio and out of home. I actually heard it on the radio yesterday, in fact. I can confirm it is out there. So the death of cinema has been written about a lot over the last year, do you remain confident about the future of cinema and as an entertainment experience? Utterly. I think you only have to look at the, the box office numbers since we reopened and they are really, really pleasing. We've got amazing content coming down the line that people are going to want to see. And I think there are things that just have to be seen on a big screen. Um, I mean, I saw Nomadland on a personal level on TV. But I also need to see it in the cinema. To me, it was lost, uh, you know. And I, so I think, and I think there are people are making those decisions. We know that people have, have seen things on, on premium VOD services, streaming services, but they also want to see them in cinema. So I think cinema is alive and well. And I think this year, like no other, with the amazing content we have coming down the line, is the means that people will be making decisions to see multiple films. What are you most looking forward to for the rest of the year? You know, this is like one of those questions. Like, what's your favourite? film and I, I might have said to you I can't answer that but so I saw Quiet Place 2. Did you? I haven't seen it yet I really want to see it. How good is it? Loved it. So I'm just going to say I'm a little bit of a jumpy cinema goer maybe best not to sit next to me mm-hmm. the tension it's it's really really tense it is brilliant brilliantly done loved it if I was brave enough I'd go and see it again. Well I'm going to hopefully see it this weekend Emily Blunt's so good isn't she? So good but the lead the daughter, the girl that plays the daughter is wonderful she, and she's got a lead role in this almost hasn't yeah, she? She is amazing Millicent so, Simmons so yeah. please and the young boy they're both they're two brilliant young actors oh just the whole cast you know it's just 
it's brilliant. It's brilliantly shot. The tension, they are credible and plausible. So big recommendation from Sharon. Big recommendation. I love a musical, so I want to say In the Heights. I mean, really, we've got quite a few musicals coming this year, haven't we? So in the Heights, wait. West Side Story, in the Heights, Dear Evan Hansen, and then there's the Aretha Franklin film, Respect, Respect. as well. So they're on my list because I'm a bit of a petrol head. I want to see Fast Fast Nine. Cannot wait. You don't have to wait long either. I know. That's what I mean. There's so much happening. So actually, even though it's raining outside, I'm, I'm not really that unhappy. I can use the cinema. <laughs> Supernova. The Stanley Tucci. And Stanley Colin Tucci. Firth one. I yeah. mean, what's? I just think they're amazing. I love them both. Black Widow. Yep, July 9th. Yeah. Very excited for that one as well. Same. June. That's probably the one I'm most looking forward to really, after a quiet place really part two. Can't wait to see that. So that's September 17th, yeah. isn't it? See Denny, what I mean? Denny Villeneuve. Yeah, some really amazing titles consistently throughout the year. So September would usually be a quiet month for cinema, isn't it? Yeah. Not this year because you've got Dune and Venom and Shang-Chi and Bond, Bond and see? Respect. And because we all want a bit of action, although <laughs> he, he's quite uh, a stickler for this, I want to see Top Gun Maverick as well. Yeah. So there's low, I mean, and that's just a tiny snapshot. I think there is just loads of amazing stuff to see. So what's your focus going to be over the next six months now that cinemas are reopened? I think for me, I think, I think my focus is just to, there's a couple of things. Firstly, we can't assume that it's going to be a six months of smooth sailing where we just keep going up and up and up I think we may have six months of the odd stop and start here and there uh, and our job therefore will always be to have a watching brief on what's happening in terms of Covid um, and how it affects cinemas being open or not and maybe increased restrictions so we will be having a watching brief on that it really will be about working with the industry partner compare the market to really support them in terms of driving cinema going through their meerkat movies um, support and really going back to the day job if that's even possible and getting back into the office at some point definitely getting back into the office at some point i think you do you understate you know we, we, we all lapsed very quickly into different ways of working and that was fantastic but actually physical proximity the idea to actually talk to people face to face have ideas brainstorms all these things really long overdue and I think we all need to get back into that. So you briefly mentioned there Compare the Market mm -hmm. and Meerkat Movies. Are they still committed to cinema long term? Wow, absolutely. They have been a fantastic supporter of cinema and have have restated their com commitment. So they extended the current agreement till 2023. And obviously we went into lockdown last year and that was quite disruptive for them and, and all of us as well. But they are already back on the TV promoting cinema. Um, cinema is back very, very clearly with Meerkat Movies. And they are committed to lots of in-cinema activity from this month actually it starts so there's lots to see and expect from them well we'll wrap it up there Sharon thank you thank thanks you, for Tom. joining me thank you for listening it's great to be back it's great to have the DCM podcast back we'll try and do this monthly from now on uh, so thanks for listening I'll be back next month bye bye